the Underdog Podcast from SB Nation and Underdog Dynasty. Welcome back to another episode of the Underdog Podcast where we talk G5 football and only G5 football for Underdog Dynasty. And it is another episode of Joe Talk, and that's me, Joe Serpico. And on the other side of the mic is my man, Joe Brobeck. What's up, bro? How excited are you for this episode? I can't wait for the ending because I know that's when me and you are going to go back and forth a little bit. The ending is going to be the longest part. Yes, it is. But, well, this episode we don't expect to uh, maybe drag out as long as the last episode because we were hoping to have a guest for tonight's episode but kind of came up short. Timing couldn't work out and we didn't really want to uh, change our order. So we're just going to do this here. So Joe kind of brought it up for a second there. We're going to talk all about ECU football, and it's a brand new team. Let's just put it that way. We've got a new coaching staff who's made some – are you kidding me? Nice. All right. That's the alarm to say, oh, go to your computer when this is <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell your phone it's behind. It Get is it. behind. Get we, with the schedule. We started earlier than we are supposed to. But, again, so we're going to talk ECU football. Big changes now with Mike Houston in and Scotty Montgomery out. Coming off of three seasons of a 3-9 and nine record. And this comes after, I mean, before that time, I almost forgot how good ECU was for a little bit. You know, eight bowl games in nine years from 06 to 14. But then Scotty Montgomery comes in and just, I mean, really flipped ECU's world upside down. So... I'm going to start this new season with a new head coach, Mike Houston. I am going to be in the middle. I am not ready to give them as much love as you, though. It's weird to think they won 10 games in 2013. Yeah. I literally blew my mind when I actually saw that because it's just been so bad since. I'm just looking back at all that. They've had some really bad years. Holy crap. So I guess this is the point of the show. We just, I mean, Mike Houston obviously is the the biggest acquisition of I would I would maybe say the conference because the ECU that I mean they they are a team that's literally tr- trying to make that trajectory up, and everything that Mike Houston has done leading up to this job has been successful. So maybe he can continue that ride up there at ECU. Do you think that's bigger than Houston getting Dan Holgerson? Okay, you got me there. I forgot about him for a second. I was trying to think. I had to think of something. Yeah, I forgot about Dana for a second. But he, okay, I would say he's, that's, it's still pretty big. With how, I mean, considering with, the success that he's had the past couple of years at right. JMU, and it's not just JMU. I mean, he's had success before that, too. So this is a guy who has shown that he's capable of running a pretty prolific offense, and it's that's the college football landscape right now especially in this conference where i mean defense is optional so you need an offense that can keep up with the rest right and i'm excited to see what what uh holton aylers can do with with houston running the show and yeah you just mentioned him so quarterback will be back actually both quarterbacks from last year will be back they still have reed herring as well in the roster seven starters on offense but then i mean they're they did lose um Oh, why am I drawing? Trevor Brown, right? Am I mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember if that was last year. Too many ECU receivers have been getting drafted since we started this podcast. 
Where did but, he get yeah. drafted? Uh, maybe he didn't get drafted. Or, no, he didn't get drafted. That's maybe right. he, got, yeah, he, he got picked up. Where did he go? I don't see anything. Does but, he just not uh, I mean, ECU, if if I remember correctly, they've got a they don't really have a whole lot coming back as far as pieces though, like big pieces. Like you lost your star receiver, running backs is they're a little bit okay. Nothing really spectacular that they really got from anybody there last year. So when you're talking about this offense, I mean, is it gonna be Mike Houston's innovation that is gonna send ECU to the next level? Or is this, or, or, or I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to expect from this. That, that's the hard thing about, because let's face it, you and I didn't watch JMU, so we don't really know what Mike Houston's going to bring. And he has said he's going to try to bring a lot of the same stuff. But like I said before, like, we know that if you want to succeed in the American, you need an offense that can keep up with the rest. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I didn't realize how bad. Both Herring and Ehlers' completion percentages were. Yeah, that's why you're like you're super high on him. I mean, he's he's an athletic kid, Ehlers. He's he's he more athletic. He threw for 400 plus yards against UCF and Memphis. I get that it's, but then he throws for 184 against Cincinnati. I get that there's not, no defense, but we don't play defense in this conference. We, 400 we yards is still 400 yards. And then he played a solid defense. Cincinnati did have a solid defense last year, and look what happened. Yeah. He was awful. Dude, he went 21 of 67 against Tulane. Yikes. That's, that's <laughs> god-awful. Dude, that's bad. I think Ehlers is going to win because he can run. Yes. I mean, and he brings a, a different runner. dimension. Yeah, he brings something that a Herring couldn't really bring to the offense. So, right. you know, Houston will be able to use that to his advantage, too. So yeah, I, I, I mean, Ehlers is a lefty, too. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of the ball, I think that's that's what needs to be the biggest changes. Obviously, I mean, you know, for all the crap that we gave UConn last year, it's not like ECU was much better. Let's be honest. Well, they're they're better than two years ago. Like two years ago, is UConn and ECU were at the bottom together, and at least I mean ECU wasn't great last year, but they they weren't UConn awful. And you know, I almost forgot that they had the AAC player player of the year last year. On defense, uh, Nate Harvey. Yes, I almost forgot. Like Dude literally, twenty-four and a half tackles for loss. That was crazy. Yeah, I could just—I totally slipped my mind that he was that guy this year. I think he's the only one they lose though. On the, uh, excuse me, on the defensive line. That's the biggest name that they're going to lose. I mean, they returned seven guys on defense as well. Yeah, so that's going to help. That that will help. And then, I mean, kind of like what we we talked about a little bit last week about UConn's almost similar with ECU and then they're another team that was playing a lot of young young guys last year and you know they're going to hope that some of that experience helps them out coming into this year but if I remember correctly they still have more underclassmen and upperclassmen I think I saw that number somewhere that's yeah I think I saw that too yeah but I guess it's still it's not as young as UConn but still a younger team that here's the thing too if ECU goes three and nine again this year I don't think anybody's going to be upset as long as they show a little bit of improvement or it shows that Houston's figured things out. Yeah, uh, yeah, because, well, I think if they go 3-9, and nine, I think that's a disappointment. 
even I'm willing to say that I think they're going to win more than yeah, three games well, this year. Yeah, I forgot. I didn't look at the schedule when I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. But to bring, like, so to bring it back to defense for a second, so the the defensive coordinator that they're bringing in is Bob Trot, and then I know it's a different level, the FCS, but I mean holding a t- teams in this era of college football to fourteen and a half points per game is impressive. I don't care what level you're talking about. Even high school teams score more than that these days. Right. Yeah, and I don't even know how many teams do that on. On the FBS, FBS level. Yeah, it's, there's not many at all. And then I did notice that one of the things that they will be using is they're going to be doing running a uh, 4-2-5 defense, which I think, you're, I think eventually we're going to see more and more on that in college football as a whole. Not just in college football, because I think we're starting to see it in the NFL too. You see a lot of these teams using safeties at linebacker nowadays so they can match up better. With these tight ends and running backs, and I think you were, you know, that's going to trickle down to um, college football, and uh, that's why, to me, a four-two-five, it just makes more sense. Right, get more speed yeah. on the field too. Yep, yeah. When you're I trying agree. to run all these spread offenses, which I think that's just kind of how it used to be. Like you wanted to load up the box so you could stop the run, and I mean, there's the run's still important, but I think teams, you know, teams are spreading defenses out so much that it's everybody's kind of trending during towards that getting finding a linebacker that can run with wide receivers or just yeah switching to a four two five getting more defensive backs more speed on the field so it definitely seems like especially in this conference that's kind of the way you have to go almost like Houston's going to do that too probably mm-hmm. and then I mean and you also see these days that not a lot of these teams they really run north and south so that's why you're you're you know your big banger in the middle it just doesn't really work like it used to you see all these all these plays are even running plays are stretched they use the whole field right they're stretching things east and west instead mm-hmm. of north and south yep exactly and then ECU also had another first team all Amer- all american as well or excuse me first team all american athletic i didn't want to call them all american cuz anything but <laughs> All conference, there all conference. Come. Yeah, I guess I could have just said that, but and that is their kicker, Jake Veridi, and his numbers last year were actually very impressive. And if I remember, he kicked a field goal with no time left last year to knock off somebody. I can't remember Why? off the top. <laughs> it was I can't one remember. of their three wins. So let's yeah. let's take a look at who that was. Did they beat Old Dominion last year? I For some guess reason, they did. I think it was that game. For some reason, that came sticking out in my head. Hold on, did I write that down? No, I didn't write it down. I didn't write that that well, stat what down. What good are you? Man, I only have one piece of paper here. So on it. I can't even oh read half God. of this chicken scratch. It's ECU. You should have ten pages of paper on these guys. I was hoping you would talk more than me. Wow. These are your boys, remember? Dude, you're the one who's all, oh, I don't like them, and then I convince you that they're going to be decent this year, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, they might be my team I cheer for. Whoa, 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 whoa. I never, ever, ever made that statement. Yeah, they beat Old Dominion by two. And I think it's because of the field. Yeah, if I remember correct, it was because Verity kicked the field goal to win that game with no time left. And it was not like a chip shot either. <laughs> They beat North Carolina. I forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> wow. And they lost to North Carolina A&T. Gross. Well, I guess this is the point in the show. Uh, let's let's go through their upcoming schedule because 
I mean, you mentioned North Carolina. They they managed to pull off that win last year. When they kick off this season with a game on the road against an NC State team, who actually, believe it or not, ECU has actually had their number as of late. Well, not last year, but I uh, meant in the years prior. Last year, uh, I think Montgomery was fired before the game against North NC State, and they got obliterated. The last, the la- was it? That I'm was pretty the, sure it was the last game. Scheduled it, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the last game of the year, and Montgomery was already fired, and it was like a 56 to three or 56 to six beat down, something along those lines. Yuck. So I guess my question is, coming into this this game against NC State this season, are we going to see a similar score? I don't think so. I think we'll be a lot closer. But is this just a game where, I mean, I think we both agree they're going to lose, but are they going to embarrass themselves in Mike Houston's first game? Probably. It's probably still going to be a blowout. I feel like the talent levels are just so vast and just far apart that it's, it's not going to matter. Hopefully not. What do they pull off an upset? That'd be that'd be great. Um, you would never, ever, ever let me hear the end of it. Uh, I would not. No. No, I think they'll still lose by. Yeah, they'll probably still lose by twenty plus. That's what I was saying too. They'll lose by three scores at least. I wouldn't even it's fifty-eight to three. I wouldn't be surprised. But if it's, I, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised either way. But just, we both agree loss to start the season, right? Yes. Because this is, I guess this is the little game we're going to play with each other in this show is because I know one of us thinks this team is going bowling and the other one doesn't. And I think our listeners know who's on who's each side. Who? So 0-1 for both of us. 0-1 for both of us. All right. Then next, the following week, it's a game against Gardner-Webb. I think we both agree 1-1. One See, I want to say that. I want to feel so confident, but then we just talked about how they lost to North Carolina A&T last year. So. Yeah, but North Carolina A&T historically has a pretty solid team. Yeah. Gardner-Webb is not a football powerhouse, to right. say the no, least. I, I agree. It's just one of those, you like you pick the game as a win, but in the back of your head you remember last year and you just think, ah, oh, maybe, maybe not. I think that is more possible in their second game against the FCS opponent. We'll get into that in a, in a little bit. So we both agree one and one through two weeks. Mm-hmm. Then they start conference play with the game on the road at Navy. And Navy has ECU's number. They always seem to struggle with that triple option. And then Navy also has a bye week before this game, so they will have extra time to prep for ECU, and then ECU, you know, like, they will have only a week to prep for Navy's triple option, so I, I'm going with Navy with this one, and I'm I'm almost confident to say that you are, too, considering it's a road game and all the things I just said there. Yeah. So did you, did you look at the win probability for this game? Not for this game, no. Okay, so it's it's a 49%. Do you would you feel would you feel differently if it was at ECU versus at Navy? No, you'd Not, still pick Navy. I would still pick Navy. I think just based on the option and the extra week of preparation. I I'd probably pick ECU in that scenario, but 
Yeah, I'm probably going Navy here. I mean, we we'll get to Navy in a couple of weeks because they have their own questions to figure out. Lots of them, mm-hmm. but I they're still that team that regardless, you know that they're going to put up a fight, and I'm I'm just not ready to say that ECU's defense is ready to shut down a triple option team. I don't think Navy's defense is going to. Here, okay, here's the thing: if ECU is going to make a bowl game, it's because their offense is going to be crazy good. And their defense is going to be solid, but yeah, it's we. And you've brought this up multiple times this past year: is that how hard it is to win at Navy? No, it's extremely difficult. Or if you if you if you and do it's crazy win, because you it's not like a crazy home field advantage that they have. It's, there's right. nothing special about Annapolis. It's not a big stadium. It never fills. Um, it's literally like I've been there many times. It's literally in the middle of like nowhere. It's like not even close to the base, honestly. So I've never understood why this Navy home field advantage thing is a thing, but it is. Again, I just think that that's more of the option thing is just so difficult to game plan for, for almost every team in the country, just because so few use it now. But next up on the list, it's another FCS opponent. And like I said, I see a more likely upset in this game against William and Mary. But even with that being said, I don't see it happening. I do think it's a little bit interesting to note, though, that so Mike Houston's first two home games as a head coach are against FCS opponents. Teams he knows pretty well from his previous stop. And probably destroyed at his previous stop too. I would imagine that as well. Yeah, I don't. I just th- I think if they lose this game, that we have to be concerned already a little bit about where Houston's bringing this program, because like Scotty Montgomery probably can lose this game too if he's still the coach. Obviously, we saw what happened last year. I just. I think they I think they win just because I have more faith in Houston than I would Scotty Montgomery. That's a bold statement, considering we haven't seen a single game from him yet. Yeah. I just well Yeah, who knows? But I agree with what you said there that if if for somehow they slip up in this game, then we got then we gotta start talking about problems down there already. Well, here's the other thing. And I can't remember. Do did the fan base like this hire? Because I, I remember when Scotty got hired, people were super pissed, and like he had to not only win football games, but he had to try to win over a fan base. Well, I, I well, you and I both know that ECU wasn't exactly thrilled with how the previous coach was let go. Right. I think that had a lot to do with you know there was already a bad taste in the mouth for ECU fans, and then when you go three and nine three years in a row i mean the, the writing was on the wall but yeah. if i remember right like yeah i think they did like him just because he i mean he is a a local guy if i remember right he's you know he's from north carolina so it's not you know it's not like a guy that is going to use that ecu job to try to really make something bigger out of it i mean i don't don't want to say that this is a dream job but like you know he's not going to leave ecu for another 
your G5 job anytime soon. So you know, he's going to stick with his job and hope that maybe it catapults him to an NC State, North Carolina. Who knows? Right. So I think that stress is off of him. So I think that this will be it'll be there will be he'll be more relaxed. He doesn't have to worry. I'm not worried about the two FCS games just because I don't think there's as much well there's not nearly as much pressure on him to win a fan base than there was with Scotty Montgomery which it wasn't fair to Scotty how that all played out but that's just how what he had to deal with which mm. sucks but Mike Houston doesn't have to deal with that same stuff and I think to, to go along with what you were saying about whether they like the hire if I remember right I saw that they like sold like 12,000 season tickets which wow. when you're ECU yeah like that's impressive now, ECU, I will give ECU their fans. I give them credit. They are some diehard fans. I give them that. They've got some diehard fans down there. Right when they were, when they were winning eight, eight games a year, their their stadium was usually pretty full. Mm-hmm. So uh, who knows if they get back to that? But we'll see. So what we got two and two for both of us. We're at two and two for both of us. We both agree. That if they slip up that that game there, that William and Mary game though, then are you willing to say that the bowl game's out of reach yet? If they lose that game, yes. Yeah, because if they lose that game, that means they've lost. The, yeah, they'd be so they'd be one and three, and I'd be hard pressed to find five more wins. So yeah, it, it would be. It would be tough at that point. But they're 2-2. Two and two. So we got 2-2. Two and two. All right. And now I think the this game, their fifth game of the season, I think this is where me and you might start to go different ways here. <laughs> yeah, they're winning this next game. At Old Dominion. Don't care. Winning the game. I don't yeah. care that Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech at home. ECU's winning. I agree with you, but I have a different reasoning for it. Oh, I have a different reason for it. Okay. In case, well, I just mentioned that uh, ECU won the mm-hmm. game against them last year. Mm-hmm. But I think ECU this year going to this game is going to have a little bit of an added incentive when they go against Old Dominion. Because Old Defense Coordinator David Blackwell is now the defense coordinator for Old Dominion. Ooh. You think even Mike? You think Mike Houston's not going to want to be like, all right, let's go embarrass this old coaching staff and show that I'm I'm the right thing they did. Well, even or even the uh, even the kids on defense. Well, yeah, obviously they're going to play their butts off that game. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think they win. I I don't see well the quick real quick that old Dominion Virginia Tech game was so weird. It was. Virginia but Tech Old Dominion lost. If I, if I remember right, Old Dominion lost everything they had on offense. Their starting quarterback, yeah, two wide receivers, both running backs. Like they lost just about everything. And they went so, four and eight last year. Yeah, and I think that when the season's over next year, I think we're going to be talking about Old Dominion being one of the worst teams in the country. Real quick, how does a four and eight conference USA team beat a six and six ACC team? Don't ask me, man. That's football. That's why you play the game. I love it. Don't get me wrong, but that just—that's so weird. From the same conference that had the national champs. 
and ECU beat North Carolina, which is also in that conference. Uh, yeah, true. Wow. That, wow. That just tells you that Clemson is just on a whole other level than everybody else. And everybody else, uh, Clemson, like we've said many times, Clemson, Alabama, maybe three, four other schools after that, then they're all the same. Just some are way worse than others, like this team we're talking about now. There you go. So what, three and two? We both, both have agree three on, and two? We both have three and two. Wow. Winning record for ECU after five games. They could be four and two. No, three, no, four and one. What am I talking about? Well, that's if you, if you're correct about, you know, if Navy is not that good this year and somehow, I, I'm convinced the Navy's going to win that game. So, but well, yeah. Your, one do, of your bold predictions was that Navy was going to do worse this year than they did last year. Yeah. All right. Just keep that in mind. And I picked this one game for them to win. There, there you go. They got to win one. All right, they only so have them win two games, so three, three and two, going into Temple. Going into Temple Thursday At night. Home. Thursday night game against Temple, nationally televised. They don't stand a chance against Temple. Let's be. Are great. you serious? Temple is going to wipe the floor with this team. The same Temple team that lost to Villanova and Buffalo. Okay, those Temple, are two good teams. Yeah, they actually turned out to be two pretty good teams last year. Let's start with that, and then secondly say, and we can both say this and agree that Temple, for some reason, started off slow these past two years. Because even the year prior to that, they started off slow. Right. It's right? going on. Now, again, new coaching staff. So I'm almost expecting a slow start again just because they've got a lot of kinks they're going to have to figure out. But by this time, primetime game against a team that they pretty much have owned the past couple of years, they're going to do it again. So that's what you see at 3-3. and three. They played three Thursday games last year. They struggled to beat Tulsa. They lost to UCF, although they should have won that game. And then their bowl game was on a Thursday, and they got killed by Duke. Yeah, they got... I got Daniel Jones drafted number six overall. <laughs> Gosh, all right, I'm not going in the. I'm not going down that road. We'll be here all night. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say. I'll say a loss. All right. You know what? Screw it. They're gonna win. New coach for Temple. Don't care. Win. Four and two. Mistakes have been made. <laughs> so you're at three. So I'm at three and three, and you're at four and two. Sure, why not? Can't wait to play this back right after this game against. No, actually, I take that back. I I realized my never mind. I have a better one. They're three and three. Okay, I think I know where you're going with that already. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna like it too. <laughs> <laughs> I already know where you're going with this. All right, then the following week after Temple, they have actually they have they're off that. Yep, next they have week. a week off, and then they will be on the road to take on UCF. And oh, they're gonna win that one. No, they're not. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think we even have to talk about this game much. I mean, UCF. Is, I don't think they'll be as strong this year as they have been in the past two years, but they no. will still win this game with ease. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. No need to talk about it. So three and four for me. 
Three and four for me as well. Now this next one, and I think this is where you're getting weird. Because this this is the one game where I this is the game I circled because this is the game I think is what either will or will not get them the bowl eligibility. Yeah, it's this it it'll be this game and the SMU game. That are those swinger games, I think. I will talk about SMU in a in a little bit. But this game, I and if, if did I write this down? Yeah, so it's a home game against USF. You and I have been pretty hard on USF this past year. No, we have not. We and have not been well hard on USF. Deserved. We've been realistic on USF. I said well-deserved because what we said was true when it was all said and done. But I'm not ready to – I think coming into this year that they will have more of their stuff together. You think so? I'm hoping so. I think for, for the sake of Charlie Strong, he's hoping so also. He, I mean, he, they made him wipe, basically wipe out his entire staff. The, the only thing they left was him. So he is hoping so as well. Honestly, all right, let's put it this way. If some reason ECU beats USF here, I think that's when you're going to start hearing about Charlie Strong on the hot seat. I'll I'll one up you. I think this is a game he gets fired. Ooh, hot because, takes. So there. Okay, this so freezing cold takes. I hope you're hearing this. I know we're get. <laughs> I know we're gonna get into USF's schedule. Obviously, when we talk about that, but their the beginning of their season is Wisconsin and at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. That's not great. No. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, we wanted this conference to start playing good teams. So it's about time they start to. Now we we need to see USF show up. But, I mean, we don't even know. Is Blake Barnett the quarterback going in this season? Yeah. That's a guarantee. Yeah, I don't – there's – I don't know who's going to beat him. Didn't he get – for some reason, I feel like he did not play the last game last year. Uh, he might not have. He'd been hurt most of the year. Okay, maybe that's what or it not was. Not most of the year, but he had some injuries that kept him out in key games. Maybe that's what it was then. I, feel I, think, like he I think he's good. I think he's good. I just, so he just I. has to. He just has to stay healthy. And they could easily be, let's see here, 0 and 1, 0 and 2, 1 and 2, 1 and 3, 2 and 3, 2 and 4. They could be 3 and 4 going into this game. And USF then... could be. Going into this game, lose the Wisconsin at Georgia Tech, yeah, South Carolina State, SMU yeah. at UConn, BYU. Ooh, that's BYU. At Navy. BYU at home. BYU at home. So at that's, least this is a that's a good that's a good pull for them for a game as well. I'm being the optimist for ECU, so that's why I'm saying it. Because here's the thing: it say okay, this is worst case scenario for USF. So don't think I'm like this is what I think, but. If they're three and four going into this game and they lose to ECU going three and five, they're not winning their next four games. They have Temple, Cincinnati, and Memphis at home, and then they finish with at UCF. Well, bye bye, Charlie. I would say he could maybe save himself because three of those games are at home, so maybe he sneaks one or two out of there. Maybe. But yeah, but yeah. But I if agree. he goes if he goes six and six or seven and five, do you think you think fans are gonna like that? No, I think uh USF fans are expecting more 
especially from him, I think they they're expecting they more. They just went seven and six, and people were furious. I well, I think that's because how the seven and six went though. You don't go seven and zero and then zero and six. Yeah, but if you if I would you I would ten- rather like you know what I mean like if you're you up and down, I, I feel like that's a little bit better than that. That I mean that's your ultimate roller coaster what they did last year. You go all the way to the top and crash and burn. Right, but if you listen to Joe talk and listen to what we have to say, you would know that that was coming. We warned him, but no one listened. I'm just tooting our own horn. I like it. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Anyway, ECU beats USF. You say loss, I don't care. Whatever. So what record does that give you? You're already at bowl game now, aren't you? No, let's see. 0 and 1, 1 and 1, 1 and 2, 2 and 2, 3 and 2. You said they're beating Temple, right? Three. No, I said I said they're going to lose because okay. I switched it. 3 and 3, 3 and 4, 4 and 4. Yep, and I have them at 3 and 5. Next game on their schedule is loss. a home game against Cincinnati, which is a loss. Um, we will talk more extensively about Cincinnati in a couple of weeks, but... You and I both think that they are a team. But their number of wins is definitely going to go down because the schedule is brutal for them. But yeah. they are still going to be in the running to win a conference championship when it's all said and done, I think. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I think it's going to come down to Cincinnati and UCF on the East. Yeah, I don't I I would agree. No arguments there. So we're both calling a loss there. So for me, that's a three and six. So I've already reached, five. So they've already basically, in my eyes, they have to win out to win a, to go to a bowl game. Not happening. Nope. And that's because their next game on the road at SMU, and I am gonna ride the SMU train this year. Again. Are you? Yes, sir. I am. You think Shane Bouchel is going to get the job done? I think he will. I think they're going to do just enough to keep things going down there. I think this will finally be the year that Sonny Dykes really air it out like he wants to. SMU and Tulane are like in the same boat. Like last year we were like, oh, this is a team to watch. And it's the same thing this year. I, I still think there is a clear difference though and i think you can put it on both sides really I, the top two teams for the east that we just said on the west i still think it's houston and memphis and then i think there is i still think there's a drop-off then between smu and tulane like, we'll I, i'm see. not i'm not ready to put them in the same category as the other two teams not just yet we'll see you wanted S- you were on smu's wagon last year mm-hmm I just gotta wait. I have not looked at their schedule whatsoever, so no, I'm not at all. So I, I think it's. I think this is the loss too. So, what is that four and six for me and f- three, and, three seven. and seven already out? No bowl game in my book. Because I do think then that we also agree on this: the last two games of the year they should win. November twenty well, third at UConn. Yeah. And then the last game of the season against Tulsa. Now Tulsa, don't we, we don't know what to make the UConn game. We can just move on to Tulsa. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so that's that's four well, and seven I'm for not, you. So, 
so that game, that ECU UConn game was, it wasn't like it was a blowout last year. No, or the and year before, I UConn, guess. And it's at UConn, and I can't remember because I forgot to write down which day of the week it is. But I, I saw it was. It's either right before Thanksgiving or right it's the twenty third. Yeah, I don't know when Thanksgiving is, so it's uh, yeah, I have the date, but I don't remember when Thanksgiving. So this, well, this look game it up, is, man. man. I already had my phone go off. The it's, show. It uh, is the wait the twenty third. Yes. No, I'm trying to say it's either a couple days before or a couple days after. Uh, it's two days after. Two days after. So that's Saturday. That's Saturday. So literally, they're gonna stuff their faces in and then get on a plane to UConn. Maybe UConn pulls it off. No. Hey, you got reason to be optimistic this year. Five and six. You're four and seven. All right, then Tulsa. uh, Tulsa, we're going to talk about them. I believe they're next on our list. I believe they are. Yeah, I think think they were the next on the list. And so we will get through them next week. And I've got a lot of research to do on that team because that's, that's a team last year. I think we both were a little bit thrown off with just how bad it went. Like we just expected them to be at least be semi-competitive, not just the bottom feeder they turned out to be. Right. But they do have some talent down there, so maybe it was just a you know one-year fluke. And then Tulsa, I'm not saying that Tulsa is going to come back and win ten games like they did a couple of years ago, but maybe they, maybe they are that third team in there that's flirting around with SMU and Tulane. Because I'm I'm willing to also say that I think. Navy is most likely going to be on the bottom of this West division this year. Right. Well, yeah, somebody moves up like an ECU or a Tulsa. Somebody's moving down. So, it's, And it's I'm already much... on the record saying that Navy's going to be worse this year. Right. Yeah, we do have Tulsa next. Here's the thing. So what are you, what are you saying for this game? For ECU? I, I put ECU win, but I'm not confident about that really I the reason why I picked ECU win more because I guess this goes back to your argument earlier but it's because it's a home game yeah which is why I think it's going to be a win and plus if okay they're if they're five and six which is what I have them at right now yeah they've got more to play for oh for sure especially after the last couple years so it's yeah Obviously, yeah, you said we'll dive into Tulsa deeper, but that's a team that they need to do better because their coach is on the hot seat after the last two years. Mm-hmm. You win 10 games, and then you win what, combined, what, five? Yep. So th- that's a team that could be, that could be you know, ready to play, depending on how they do. But I think if ECU is this close to a bowl game, that they'll make it. Well, in my eyes, they don't make it at 5-7. and seven. And I did write down here, and I wanted to share it this way. I wrote December 7th, AAC Championship game, and right next to it I wrote, ha-ha-ha-ha-ha, because it's not ever going to happen. Just, yeah? Yeah. No, it's not. There's no chance of that happening. Even 5-7, and seven, though, that that feels a lot better. I mean, that I think, would be a win for Mike Houston for his first season, I would think. Right. Considering they're coming off three straight three and nines. Right. And then you can see what you build on from there. Mm-hmm. 
because he is supposed to be this you know offensive guru. So it, well, he's got to start by getting his quarterback to complete more than forty eight percent of his passes. Yes, yes, he does. I was so excited for Holton Aylers because I was looking at his numbers, and then I looked at the completion percentage, and I was like, "Oh crap, uh, not good." No, that's that's not good at all. Forty eight percent is really bad. It's real bad. That two-lane game, where it was like, what, 21 of 67? I laughed so hard watching, looking at that. That's so bad. I mean, you could put some linebackers at freaking quarterback and put numbers up like that. Dude, put me at quarterback. I'll do the well, same Let's not thing. go that far. Let's not go that far, Joe. I can't even see over at O-line nowadays. So I, yeah, I would, not, that and I don't think I can run anymore like I used to. Well, yeah. I don't even think when I could run, I could run away from some of these guys. <laughs> even if even if they aren't the most elite prospects, they're way more the elite than I am. That's true. Yeah, D1's a different... It's, it's crazy because we talk about you know we talk about these these kids and you compare them to the competition they're playing against and there's clearly a gap between a lot of these guys and players on Cincinnati, ECU, Memphis, those teams. But then when you think about it, a lot of these guys would kick the crap out of guys like me playing or you know a lot of people. And you don't really think about that because they're just getting smoked on the level that they're at. But if you watch them in high school, they're just dominating. Oh, yeah. And I think that – so I always hate that argument. I have a good buddy of mine that always does it too. He's always like, man, I could do better than this guy. I could do this. I could do that. And I'm like, no, you can't. Like those guys are freak athletes. You go, If you see even the 50 – third guy and i'm using that number because i don't know exactly how many numbers it usually is in college football but the 53rd guy on an nfl roster is way more athletic than every friend that you and i probably have combined oh for sure that's what it gets I'm, even worse when you talk, start talking about women for some reason men just think oh well, she's a woman i can beat it's my favorite is when they're People are talking about the w- yeah, they're like, oh, I could easily take like Maya Moore. I'm like, no, you can't. Nope. Uh, there was a – I don't ask me exactly who it was, but there was a uh, WNBA player that was challenged by a – D2 kid? D2 kid. Yeah. And she, and she beat him. She who, beat him. Who was it? It was somebody – It's one of the bigger names in the WNBA too. Yeah. And one of the younger ones. But I'm just – I'm, I'm guilty that I don't up. watch a whole lot I'm of the NBA. Looking it up. No, I want it. I want to say it was the the girl from Notre Dame a couple years ago. Uh, oh, it's uh, let's see, Lexi Brown. Oh, and I'm way she off. Was. What? Uh, let's see. Oh, she plays for the Lynx. Right on. Let's go. Who's going to win the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, Man, I thought you were going to instantly say Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. Okay, I mean, I just figured just because that's kind of close to home up there. I mean, I just like, really, I but... love Giannis. Oh, Giannis is the man. I hate Giannis. I, I liked Kawhi until two nights ago. I was a big Kawhi fan until I watched that, that shot hit the rim four times and fall in. Now I hate him for a couple weeks. Yeah. 
until we hopefully sign him this offseason. Did I say that? Wow. How do we get on an NBA podcast? So, don't ask me, man. That's what we do. We talk about all kinds of random stuff here. So, okay, so I have them going to a bowl game because I'm an actual fan, and you have them losing seven games because you hate them. I did say I hate them. There's a team we, we quote-unquote, hated on today, and it was not ECU. Yeah, that's all right. That's what we do. So I guess we end it on this topic here. You think they go to a bowl game. I do not. So what's the wager? What's the wager? I don't know. You seem more confident than me. I'm feeling pretty confident that ECU is not going to make a bowl game this year. I I have five games as wins, and I'm just – that's me being generous, being nice for this conference. I'm just being optimistic. You just want to make me look bad. Well, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, so – We'll come up with a wager in the next couple weeks. There I'll we think, go. I'll think of something before. Yeah, you give you give me some odds, and I'll see if I like them. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll just figure some things out. You're we'll Mister. Show me the money. So maybe we'll, in the past. Yeah, do you want to start that? What if I start beating you, and your Show Me the Money series doesn't really work out because you're not the best better on this site? Ooh, is that a challenge? I'm I was just like, saying. I'm just saying. I'm I was just pretty you. average last year. I was average last year. The year before, I was dynamite. Everybody's pretty much average. I don't like being an average Joe. Well, how about you? I'm not an average Joe. I like that confidence there, sir. Always have it. Bowl game, man. I got. God. Now, if I start making bets, I'm gonna be stressed out about ECU Pirate football. Great. I didn't write it down because I can't find it. Maybe it's just not out there yet. I went on Bovada today to see what the number is, but what is the projected win total for ECU? Uh, 4.7. I used Bill's. Oh, so uh, you were just oh, – I didn't even think about Bill's. Yeah, I just used all of his to, to get it. It says 4.7, which is just a perfect number. I, I agree. Uh, because I, if you're going through it, the games that are are – basically a coin flip is the navy game is 49 percent win probability adult dominions 51 percent and then what's the number for, what's the number for usf 23 so bill is not as confident as you are yeah but here's the thing well yeah the, the other thing is like that's just right now and we're pretty much looking at those teams head to head and obviously USF is more talented than ECU is currently. But if you get – once you start playing the schedule, obviously, those numbers are going to fluctuate a ton. Like that if if ECU struggles, that, that number could easily be like in between 10 and 15%. But if they're doing really well, it could move up to, you know, the same as Navy and Old Dominions, 49 to 51% sort of thing. So it's I was surprised move. you said 23. I was expecting a number more 35 through 40 maybe just because it is a home game and we don't know what to make of USF this year. So right. I, I that, am a little, well, bit, I'm a little bit thrown off by that number. 23, that actually does surprise me. That Yeah, and that's the other thing is we don't know what USF's going to be doing. If they're 
if they're I don't remember their schedule what I said, but if they're doing well, then obviously I don't feel as confident. But if if ECU has some steam going, then feeling pretty good. Although I don't know how they're gonna have any steam when they're if they go with what we say two, three and two, and then they're coming off of a loss to Temple, a bye week, and a loss to UCF. I don't know. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of momentum if that's the case. Right. And there's so much uncertainty, too, with Houston. You don't know what he's going to do with the program. And if things go well, then I like their chances. But if they're still trying to get some chemistry with him and he's still trying to build the program how he wants it, then it could go a whole whole different direction. Yeah, but no bowl game. I'm confident in that here's what okay so here's uh, let me throw out another number yet so usf at home is 23 percent win probability at smu is 20 percent so it's less on the road against smu it's a little less but still less which is i think should say a lot bill is pretty high on smu i I was surprised does that mean well i don't yeah so I guess if you flip it, if you flip the USF game to at USF and you flip SMU to at home, would those numbers be you just flip the numbers, or do you think that would fluctuate more? I think if if ECU was going on the road against USF, I think we're talking about that number in the fifteen. Right, and if they have SMU at home, what would that number be? I'm surprised by that number too. I right? was, what you said twenty? I think that's too low. Because yeah, I'm I'm gonna be big on SMU this year, but they're they're not like this powerhouse all of a sudden either. Right. So does that mean Bill doesn't like SMU as much? No, I think it's the other way around. I think he likes SMU a lot. If he's picking that, he thinks there's an eighty percent chance they're gonna win that game. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so I think he likes SMU quite a bit. I would imagine. I just thought it'd be lower for at SMU, but it's only three percent difference. Can Shane Boucher use his Texas back when they, if SMU wins it all, wins the conference? <laughs> SMU's back. Mustangs are back. We're we're back from the days of the death penalty. Dude, I just thought of something. Did you see? People are talking about bringing. Okay, I don't want to get my hopes up, even though it sounds like I was super excited there. But do you see on Twitter today that people are talking about the NCAA football game coming back? I don't remember what the verbiage was, but did you, you see that? I did not see that. I oh. did see which which I thought was going to be start of the the movement towards that is this year Madden has. I forget the number of teams. I think it's 10 teams where you can, you know, your your stars or your player who starts off, and I think if I remember right, it's like you're, you're starting a college football playoff, and they have 10 teams in there. College football teams, real college football teams. Like, there's not Yeah, like, I saw that. You know what I mean? So, like, I think, so, I thought that was a good start. I did not see this news today about the game. I don't remember what it game, was. I can't find but it either. But you know... I mean, we've talked about it numerous times in previous episodes that you and I are both big fans of that game. So it comes back, I'll be guaranteed to buy that one. 
That might be one of the most hyped games to come out in a long time. Right. Let's see. Oh, so. But I'm just curious how they do that with all these, you know, with with everything that's already happened in the past. Like, let's be honest. They they got to still figure out ways to get around it. Let's. Oh, it's okay. The NCAA will consider how the current rules can be modified to allow athletes to be compensated for their names, images, and likenesses. So they're gonna get paid. About time. Yeah, but they're. It's. I read something about they're trying to. They're trying to not use like the pay for play verbiage because that just makes it sound. I don't know. There's some. There's something with that. They're not using that, but they're looking at how kids can be compensated. If you don't, so uh, let's not to go too far down this, but like if you don't want the kids to get paid while they're in college, make them have to like have like an escrow account for when they're out or something. I don't. Yeah, I don't agree with that because I mean, your every other college kid doesn't have to do that. Why do these kids have to do that? They should be able to make money right away too. But if you're going to, if you really want to make them not get paid while they're in school, like do that option then. Do something because they do deserve to be paid. Let's be real. Right. I mean, how much money is Tua going to make for Alabama this year? Zero dollars. Just kidding. A lot. Yeah, he's going to make them a fortune. I mean, right. uh, kidding. The I'm blanking on his name. Lawrence down there in Clemson. Trevor that, Lawrence. It's Trevor Lawrence. Like he is going to make Clemson a ton of money these next couple of years. He's not going to see a dime. So it there should be a way for them to make. I mean, it, it's a stupid, stupid thing that college sports has been doing for years now. Yeah, and I get it's not a simple like just pay the players, but I think it's always funny when you have that one person who's like, these kids get you know they get uh, they get their full ride scholarship or whatever, and they get blah 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 and. Why should this person get money over another, like, just a regular student? And it's like, these kids literally bring in millions of dollars. Exactly. Millions. Doing what they do. Now, if someone, if another student did that in... Certain, not to cut you off, but certain players, they bring so much more to a school, too. Right. Like John, what Johnny Manziel did for Texas A&M, I think he he almost started – I mean, they, Texas A&M had the money, but, like, he got them the fame that they needed to the point where the, I think that now that we're starting to see that A&M is going to be a powerhouse for a long time coming, I think. Right. And, and that was because of one person's name. Exactly. And guys like Tua and Trevor are going to do – they don't – I guess Tua kind of has that infectious personality – and he also kind of has that magic that Manziel played with. Like he makes decisions that are like, "Why are you doing that?" And then it works out, and you're like, "Okay, that's fine." Mm-hmm. But like guys like that are gonna bring in money to those universities that other players can't, and, and other that, students can't. And that's where I was gonna go with it because you know, the people are out there are say, "Oh, they get a free ride," and not everybody else does. So, I'm sorry, the smartest kids in that school, they get a free ride too. All right, and they don't bring a dime to the school. Well, and they also can go make and, like and they, they can make money doing exactly. what they they want. You know, I mean, they could have a normal job, and you know, we don't even talk about that often. But these NCAA players can barely have a job. Like, even if they wanted to have one, they can't. 
It's impossible. Right. right. I don't know how they're going to figure out, like, how do you... F- how do you determine paying Tua versus the incoming... Or, like, a another five-star kid that plays, but doesn't obviously do as much as Tua does? Like, how do you... How do you determine... That's going to be the tricky part. You know, like, how does that kid... Or, like, uh, an incoming freshman that doesn't play at all like does he get paid so that's you know? that's when it's going to get tricky because then you're going to hear about everybody's saying all right you got to pay them all the same and then you're going to get another argument there for basically what we all just said is that the big name guys draw more money so they should get more money right here's the thing i don't care what they decide just give me my video game back agreed that's all I care about. I'm not asking for much. Agreed. Give Tua a billion dollars. I don't care. If it brings back the video game, that's all I care about. Give him whatever he wants. It doesn't matter. Let, Let me have my fun. Right? Let me be 21 all over again. Gosh, seriously. I still have the old game, and it, I haven't Same. played it in a while, but it's like every time I play it, I'm just like, if the new version was out right now, I would be so happy same i mean i like to because basically when it ended when i was while i was in college so i like to go back to those glory days and be like oh man me and adam DeMichael and philip walker could just light up teams like we like they used to do but now i would like, like to also do it with like the present day guys as well like i want to play with deer king and score a hundred touchdowns that probably is pretty easy to do with that guy in a game too, like that. I, I, that's that's all I want. I just that's what I want to do. I know you can download rosters and whatnot, but I don't. I don't want that. I want want it already downloaded. All I have to do is get the game, buy and it, play. I'm willing to give NCA sixty bucks or EA Seriously. whoever it is. Seriously, I know they're getting take a, my money. I know NCA is getting a huge cut out of it, so take it and let me play the game. And, I, there's another... and there's a thing I don't understand. Me, personally, I can't believe we, we went down a complete rabbit hole like this, but me, personally, like the what made me love, love, love football back in the day was playing Madden. And then it kind of, you know, and then once I realized how much I liked that, I started to trickle into the college football. And then, you you know, you want to see where these guys come from. Right, and then bring them to the next to the next level. And my favorite thing to do back in the day is when you could upload the draft classes. Man, most of the time I wouldn't even play the season. I would just try to see how the draft would go. Right. I'd be like, oh, I'm trying to get, and because I remember this vividly, you know, you could put Deshaun Jackson in that draft, and I made sure I got Deshaun Jackson on every team because he was fast as hell. <laughs> Still is. What was your What was your favorite part about NCAA? Like when you if if you played Dynasty, what was your favorite part about that? What do you like? My favorite part. What do you mean? What what part of or just the, maybe even the game in general? Like which? What did you like the most? Did you like uh, Road to Glory or did you play oh, Dynasty? I, I, I definitely did Dynasty. What was and, your favorite part about that? Well, well, obviously when I was at Temple, when I first started at Temple, those were the years of Temple was bad. So at first it was all about making. The impossible happened. I mean, it is still impossible. It's never going to happen in my lifetime, probably. But Temple winning a national championship. You're not. I'm not going to see that. So the only way I'm going to see that is in the video game. Granted, I think I could have probably said the same thing about the Eagles and Madden up until two years ago. That's true. Dude, my favorite part about Dynasty 
obviously is you and know, the recruiting I, part. I like the recruiting part. That's that's fun. I, I so I always take I always take a one or two star team and like build them up, and then when I get bored of that, like I don't train, I don't go to a different school. I turn that team into a powerhouse. The best part though is when you do the uh, training results. Oh when you yeah. See, when you see who's like who's better the next year, my buddy and I are always like, "Oh, I want to see who got better." We're just nerds like that. That's my favorite part. Not even playing a game. I don't even after a while. I don't even care about that. I just no, I, I want to see it's who's going to be the good. Field stuff, which is what I liked about that game. Right. The recruiting, what you just said there, coming up with your own schedule where I can just beat up. I'm Temple and I'm beating up on Alabama and Clemson in week one and two. Dude, if we had NCAA. You and I should create a Twitch channel and play each other every week. Uh, we would play. We would play the games of in the conference every week. Exact, exact, yes, exactly. Or at How least be able to do simulation. Be? You know, like simulations. Maybe we don't play the games, but we could do like I don't know, ten simulations and see what the computer thinks of what's going to happen in these Ex- games. Yeah, exactly. Wait, Maybe. do you have do you have PS4 or Xbox? PS4. Okay, good answer. Yeah, dude, that would be so sick. Now you got me super excited for a game. Oh, that's dude, not even I know. Aren't you soon. glad I brought that up? Now, yeah, now you brought it up, and it's not going to come out for another 10 years. Dude, I would kick your butt with ECU this year. I would beat you with Gardner Webb. No, you would be Temple, and I'd kick the crap out of you. Yeah, I would be Temple. I'd be ECU just to make you mad. And I would still win. No, you wouldn't. Oh, this game needs to be out now. Yeah, I know, right? I just want to play. Tomorrow. <laughs> I need it tomorrow. Me and Joe are going to finish this podcast right now, and we're going to play. Which, what was it? It's 14 was the last one, right? We're gonna... Right. Wait, do you still have a PS3 then? I have to look. At, you, I have you to can't look play a, on a PS4. I have to look. At, yeah, I have to have my PS3 still because I played it not too long ago. It's so the yeah. only reason I have the PS3. Still. Same here. Same here. I haven't played the game in a while though. Well, so like, for me to set it up, and it's it's not that hard of a setup, but I just need to take the HDMI cord out of the PS4 and shove it in the PlayStation 3, and it's I'm ready to go. But all right, all right, all right. Let's let's bring it back. Well, actually, let's end this show. We successfully got it to an hour, and we were, I was at least a little bit worried that since we didn't have a guest, we would get to this point, but we still did. You and I can talk for a while. Yes, we can. There's no problems with that with you and I. So, again, just for the record, I have them at five and seven. Joe has them at, what do you have them at? Six and six? Six and six. You must love mediocrity. We'll see. In the end, it's not going to matter because I just want Houston, Memphis, UCF, Cincinnati. Like I'll, I want those teams to win. And if I get a surprise, great. Temple. On that <laughs> note, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Underdog Podcast. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Twitter. Leave us a review, comment, tell us how good we are. Um, there's Nobody ever tells us we're bad, so I'm not worried about that. So just please leave us some notes. Makes our day go by a little bit while we're at work thinking about college football. Now I'll be thinking about a video game. 
Follow me on Twitter at Joe Serp. You can find Joe at Joe Broback. And until next week when we talk Tulsa, all I'm going to think about for the next, what is it, six, seven, eight months? I, I can't do math right now. Is how right I'm going to be about ECU not making a ball game.